Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Whatever it is, whenever you feel out of it, it's still there. You don't have to go find it. You just have to allow yourself to experience it. The paper's still there. You could scribble, you could take a fat Sharpie and color every square millimeter of that paper black. But the paper is still there. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Anyone can lay in a sensory deprivation tank and find peace. But what about when someone cuts you off in traffic, or when you're in line at the DMV, or an employee makes a mistake? Then, finding silence can be hard work. But like Dorothy in Oz, you've had the power all along. Today, I'm going to teach you how to find it. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I'm getting this sense from what you're saying that it would be desirable to cultivate the skill, if I may call it that, Mm -hmm. practice of looking for that silence in amongst chaos and confusion and noise and distraction. And um, I remember a few times being inside a um, MRI machine, which is very noisy. Mm. One of the times I just practiced my, I practiced waltzing. Uh Uh-huh. In your mind. Because I was into that. I was fairly early on in my uh, ballroom dancing career. And I decided that I wanted to practice waltzing inside a very loud MRI machine. And I'm so I only mention that because it's maybe a way of convincing myself that I could do the same in those situations that I mentioned earlier with disdain that I could cultivate within myself a stillness uh, and a contentment and an introspection that sounds like what you're suggesting would be a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm suggesting. And there's lots of different ways of practicing it. Meditation is one. And for uh, a religious slash spiritual person who uh, subscribes to a God that is in all places at all times and all things, that's what I'm talking about. Why, if, if God is everywhere in all places at all times, how could there be more God in a church than in a New York subway or in an alley in Calcutta? It's everywhere at all times. Is it easier to experience perhaps in a church? Okay, yeah. Well, that's why you go because it's, it, there's a support system there that helps it be easier to experience for you. Cool. Just like climbing a mountain and having that view, there's an experience you can have there. Okay, great. Use that to get in touch with that experience so that you can have it whenever you want. 
Wouldn't that be cool? Otherwise, you got to go to church, you know, to have that experience or climb a mountain or whatever it is you have to do. You know, my, my Aikido teacher said that his teacher, a very talented guy, said to him once, um, my teacher, who was just a, a student at the time, said, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just kind of out of it tonight. And his teacher said to him, yes, but it's still there. I love that. Whatever it is, whenever you feel out of it, it's still there. You don't have to create it. You don't have to go find it. You just have to allow yourself to experience it. Because for, for whatever reason, you're looking at the writing on the paper or the blue lines or the annoying pink line other than the paper. But the paper's still there. You could scribble, you could take a fat Sharpie and color every square millimeter of that paper black. But the paper is still there. It's never not there. And there's lots of different ways to interpret what that paper is. You could call it the ground of being. You could call it pure consciousness. You could call it God. You could call it the universe. You could call it dark matter, depending on the paradigm, the model, the religion you're in. But to me, they're all the same because they're all talking about essence. Truth, soul, depending on the model. It's all the same. What is your relationship to that? Because if you abide with that long enough, and you get really curious about it, eventually you'll experience that you and it have a lot more in common than you previously realized. And then you'll start operating with more of you. And then you'll have ways of looking at your problems that have been as of yet unsolved. That suddenly you'll have a different perspective because you're coming from a bigger place more connected place. It's the opposite of reductionistically trying to break down whatever's in front of you, get smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, if I just think more, if I think harder, if I just apply more tools, sometimes that's what's called for. Usually, if you've got a long-standing problem that's been exhausted, and the answer is stepping back, allowing. Reminds me of if I just, oh, if I can just, I'll sign up for this next seminar coming up. That'll mm-hmm. be the answer. That'll be the answer. Or this book, or this new book, or this new audio tape, or yep. blah, blah, blah. Exactly. That's the root of consumerism, right? Because the marketers are completely happy pandering to that idea. Oh, well, they want more. Well, it's not going to get them what they want. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. We'll, we'll get them a little closer, maybe. We'll give it to them anyway. Besides, we can make money with it. That's why uh, the joke a lot of Zen teachers make is that they're selling water by the river. Because what, what that means, that expression selling water by the river, is that they don't have anything that's not freely available to everyone and anyone at all moments. But until you figure out that the river's right there or are willing to you know, go get it yourself or have the confidence in yourself or whatever the block is until you're able and willing to do that. The teacher is happy to sell you the water in uh, good conscience. They ought to be referring often to that. The water is right there and that you don't need to get it from them. 
That's a whole other story about abuses of power and whatnot. That's breaking that cycle where we, we want to think we're less powerful than we are. And then we project our own unmanifested power onto some authority, a teacher, a teaching. And then we go, oh, there, that, that's the power that I want. No, no, no. That's just the mountain view you have at the moment. And it looks great and it feels great. But you don't need to go to the mountains to get it. You've got it all the time. Like in The Wizard of Oz. But Dorothy, you've had the power to go home all along. Perhaps the greatest metaphor or uh, idiom for that. You've had the power all along. And that's the case. But that's the hardest thing, I think, for a human being to really embrace their own power. So so ro- the rose, like a sensory deprivation tank or med- a meditation practice or anything, any, any kind of road is a way for us to remember and to keep remembering and to keep reminding ourselves. And so I think, I think it's really cool to go into a, a, that kind of a state and then have that be another frame of like remind, like anything that reminds me that that state is with me all the time and I can refer back to is it's really helpful. Absolutely. It's just, it can be just tricky to discern between when those things become false gods. That's the tricky thing because it's way easier to use whatever it is, the um, religious practice, the sensory depth tank, the psychedelic drug, the whatever, because you can make a whole lifestyle out of just going from one thing to the next without ever just make sure every once in a while you, you know, like, uh, when if I go to the DMV or the airport or Walmart or places where like the energy is so disturbing, I want to peel my own skin off, I make it a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. I don't have much occasion to get into a New York subway, but I would do it there too. But just like the the gnarlier and edgier and more frenetic the energy the better the opportunity to practice that. And it's going to be way harder than on the foothills of the, of the Andes, right? So grade yourself on a curve, but that's how you counteract. That's where you apply. That's where you bring that Andes mountain state of being. And you go, okay, where's the foothills of the Andes right here in the household cleaner section of Walmart? Can I experience that? I know it's here. You know, when the person in front of me is taking five minutes to write a check at the Safeway or, or whatever it is, or the, we're in you know, an hour and a half of traffic because everybody's turning their head to look at an accident and I want to kill the, everybody around me. The Andes Mountains sensory depth tank blank paper, it's there now. Now. It's, it's there now and now and now and now. And so just, I would just say, you know, like, because most of the time you're in a kind of mundane experience, you know, it's like a revelatory experience, whether it be, you know, in the context of uh, a religion and a church or uh, nature and the foothills of the uh, Andes or in a sensory deprivation tank, those are relatively easy. You know, in the beginning, maybe it's important for someone, but once you start to get the hang of these kinds of things, those are relatively easy. The hard work is experiencing that when everything is giving you an excuse not to. 
you know, when you're in a fight with your spouse or you're so annoyed with an employee, you want to fire them on the spot or you're in traffic or you're in line at Walmart and everybody's moving in slow motion and you've got someplace to get to. All of those things, those are the places where you apply the revelations that you've had and put them into practice. Because the nature of a revelation is that it takes you somewhere, right? It's hard to be in a really beautiful spot and not experience the serenity. In some ways, it's doing it for you, right? But if you can apply that and make a difficult choice and choose to love the car that just cut you off instead of hate, to choose to help the slow person in front of you at Walmart carry their bags out to their car rather than smolderingly resent them. It's in those moments, those little choices, that's where you apply the revelatory experiences that you had and you make a choice that's not easy to make. Anybody can look at a sunset and feel transcendent. How hard is that? But someone who's inconveniencing you, someone who just cost you a bunch of money, someone who just hurt you, to do that then, that's the real work. Both are important. It's called a yin and yang. Yin is the revelatory experience of receiving it. Ah, that's lovely. Inspire me. This view is amazing. This tank is perfect. Great. Fuels me up so that when I'm in the gutters of Calcutta or in traffic that shouldn't be, so I think, that I have that to draw upon. I can remember it's still there and make those choices. But it's your agency of being your power. So that's, it's the difference between getting the water handed to you by someone or something and going to the river and getting it yourself. And that's hard. You can spend your whole life working on that. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.